Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tony Brown, and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. Well, hey, everybody. What is going on? I tell you what, we even though I'm in the home studio where it's situated, I, I'm hearing a lot of outside noise, so I don't know if you guys are going to hear that. It seems like they're, some of my neighbors are having some work done. So anyway... Today is, what is today? It's Friday, I believe. It's the 11th of November, 2022. Hope everybody had a good Halloween and all that stuff. And I hope everybody's going to have a good Thanksgiving coming up. So the main thing we're going to talk about today is probably the election results and what that means, and especially what that means maybe to people that live in states that were typically more what we would call conservative, and now that they're tending to go a little bit more of a, uh, what would we call it, a, a melting pot, I guess, of conservative or, or, or and maybe liberal, or and I don't even know if, if those are kind of the correct terms. We should probably define those a little bit more concretely, but we'll do that here in a second. If you would like to contact me, I do have a couple of different ways that you can do that. There is the email, which is firearmscafe at protonmail.com. All one word, firearmscafe at protonmail.com. And that's P-R-O-T-O-N-M-A-I-L.com. And you can send either, again, the emails or you can, and I'll read them out for you, or you can record your own audio and I'll play it for you on the show. If you wanted to do the voicemail thing, maybe through your computer or through your phone, and again, because I'm using the free thing, I only get the one widget. And that's over at thearmedape.com. And if you go over there, click on that, it'll send me a up to, I guess I should say, a 90 second message. Over on the website, which is firearmscafe.com, you'll find all my buttons for Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Rumble. There is also a donation button if you'd like to feed me some ammo. You can go on there, click on that, and just follow the on-screen prompts. If you'd like to support the show in a manner that is not financial, I would ask that maybe you share the links to the show or just to the website in general with anybody that you think would like it or any of your social media platforms, or again, send in some feedback. Even if it's just a quick shout out saying, hello, how you doing? That type of thing. I really enjoy that and get a big kick out of that stuff. All right, let's talk a little bit about the current election results and what is going on. Out here in Arizona, we have on on the surface what appears to be a pretty hotly contested race and it's it's sort of hotly contested across everything. Arizona has been the center of some controversy when it comes to elections and it's been this way for the past several years. It didn't used to be that way out here. The way that they count the ballots and how they release that stuff is a little wonky and it depends on sort of who is the secretary of state or what we would in other states you would call maybe lieutenant governor out here in arizona you have the governor's office then you have the secretary of state and those are 
very um, they can be different you can have different parties so basically at, at one point we have we had a well right now I guess we have a Republican governor and then the person who would be next in line is a Democrat so we have uh, Ducey and then we're having who's term limited so he's not running again and then we have Katie Hobbs who is the current Secretary of State she's running for governor against a, a woman named Carrie Lake it looks like she is probably going to win and again the way that stuff is released a lot of times when they're releasing the numbers and stuff they it's, it's weird how they do it and people would say well how can they get away with this but they kind of release certain bits and drabs of information and hold back other things to where it looks like the Democrats are further ahead why they do that what's to be gained by it I, I don't know I've, I've tried to think about well what do you actually gain by doing something like that and, and maybe it's just a way to where you can cast your opponent in a a, a different light it's, it's a way to maybe keep and control the narrative type stuff anyway right now the way that the battle for the Senate is going there are kind of three key states Arizona is one Nevada is another and then Georgia the race was so close is that they're gonna have a runoff it looks like Nevada may go to the Republican candidate and right now it looks like here in Arizona that it is favoring Mark Kelly with the way that they're releasing the information however there are I think over 300,000 350,000 ballots that have yet to be to be counted and how they're doing that is like the I guess the mail-ins and the early ballots and these other things are counted last I think I, it, like I said it's so wonky out here so the main county in Arizona and I know I'm being very Arizona uh, focused and centric but again this can have effects on how legislation is going to happen and, and how that kind of stuff can affect us here in gun world so if we are taking a look at taking a look at some of this stuff uh, in let's say the house right it looks like that the republicans are are getting a, a lead in the house there are still some stuff that are we don't know yet what's going to happen with that but it looks like that as of today's date which is again the 11th on a friday probably there's going to be a majority in the house which will go to the republicans if we look at the senate the u.s senate and that's probably what's going to be a little bit more important but again having that uh, the, so the senate right now they're saying like that there is the democrats have 46 seats and that the republicans have 48 but there are other parties so like uh, which would be like the independents i guess have uh which would be like bernie sanders and uh, who else uh, let me think uh, the other guy I had to look him up real quick is a guy out I believe it's out of I want to say it's out of Maine and his name is Angus King Angus Stanley King Jr. and he is uh, an independent and he's out of Maine and again you know we have 
Bernie Sanders out of Vermont. The problem is, is usually those guys always sort of caucus and vote with, it seems like historically vote with the, with the uh, Democrats. So if we're looking at current numbers, uh, both Maine and both, so Vermont, uh, Sanders isn't, wasn't up for election. And in Maine, there's no election at all. There's no race. So those guys usually, again, usually will vote with the Democrats 99 times out of 100. Maybe there's, uh, and especially in the past, maybe they, they would vote on certain things on the Republicans, but on, usually it's not on stuff that has much influence over us kind of on daily matters, that type of thing. So what we would actually say is right now it's sort of a dead heat. So there's, there's 48 and 48 if, if we want to look at it that way. So Alaska is, is going to go, and I, I don't know why they're not calling it, but Alaska is going to go to Republican. So that means that there's going to be 49. And then if it looks like Nevada is going to go, in all probability, maybe, maybe not, Nevada might go Republican. And if that happens, then the Republican would be 50. And then depending on, so then what that means is if Georgia, so, so again, we kind of come to Georgia and Arizona. So if, if Arizona goes to Mark Kelly, then our numbers are 49.50, right? But then we, so then we have the, the Georgia race and that is going to happen in December. And then that makes it to where if the Republicans take Georgia, so if Herschel Walker gets it, then you have 51 for the Republicans. So they have a majority. And then you have, you have 49 with, uh, with, the, with the Democrats. And that's if Mark Kelly takes it. So let's talk about what's happening in the Arizona race. So if we look at the Arizona race. And again, we're talking about sort of how they release stuff and how things get counted out here. There are still in Maricopa County right now, they're saying there's about a million votes, 1.2 million votes that have been, been counted. There are still over 353,000 votes to be done, which are the number of early ballots, the number of provincial ballots, the number of ballots that are that still need to be, what's the term I'm looking for, tabulated or processed or something like that. So there's about 300,000 of those. So then if we say, okay, well, what is the actual numbers that we're seeing at least right now? And if we look at the numbers both for the kind of what we would call, I guess, like the three or four major things here in the state of Arizona. And this can affect a, a little bit, not so much state law, because I think that's going to probably retain Republican, which generally is generally kind of pro-gun, but it's, it's, it's kind of like pulling teeth to get certain things passed out here. Although Arizona is pretty good if the state houses start to flip or to switch, you could see a lot of those laws and a lot of restrictions come through. Now, we also have to look at what's happening with Bruin 
and how certain things are going to be litigated in the future. And so, for better or for worse, in this country, we're pretty much, the Supreme Court has become, and the courts have become, more important than politicians. And, and I guess the only way you would say that the politicians are still important is they're still passing laws, but again, it had most of this stuff, because it's unconstitutional that they pass, has to go up through the court system. So, And uh, if you've got politicians in there that are appointing people that are pro-constitutional and pro-bill of rights, then we're going to get some correct interpretations and rulings. And if not, then you get, you know, other stuff. So anyway, getting back to in, in the state, our secretary of state, which is going to be, again, the person who's going to be what would be called a lieutenant governor, the person who is maybe second in line you had a guy, Adrian Fontes, who's a Democrat, and you have another guy, Mark Fincham, and they're pretty much neck and neck. Again, there's still so many votes that are out there. There's a difference of about 100,000 votes. Again, even looking at this stuff, the, the website I'm on is the Secretary of State, they're, and they're in charge of the elections out here. They're saying, oh, you know, that uh, Adrian Fontes, who's the Democrat, well, he is in the lead. They're saying that Katie Hobbs, who's the Democrat and is running against Carrie Lake for governor, they're saying that she is in the lead. She's only leading by 26,000 votes. Generally, the votes that have are left to be counted and the ones that are outstanding generally are, they usually favor Republicans. So, What's probably going to happen is the Secretary of State race is going to be super, super tight. The governor's race will probably will be close, but probably... I got interrupted there real quick. Sorry, sort of mid-sentence. But uh, I think I was talking about the governor's race will probably be... will go to Lake, uh, I think is what, what, what we're looking at. If we're looking at the U.S. Senator, and this is, again, what is super important for how things are going to go, it looks like it is going to be neck and neck, kind of like a squeaker between Mark Kelly and then the guy who is the Republican candidate is a guy named Blake Masters. Blake Masters is a guy who doesn't have, uh, I, I don't think he really has had any experience before. Kirsten Cinema ran as a moderate, and I think that's one of the reasons she got in. Kelly ran again as a moderate, and that's one of the reasons he's won. What Cinema has done is she has stood up for some things. What we've seen with Mark Kelly is that he basically, whatever they say out of Washington from the Democratic Party, he is just in lockstep. He follows in with that. He says that he doesn't. And what he did this time was he ran a campaign. He, t he took a lesson from cinema in that he said, I'm just going to run as a moderate. And my record, because I haven't really stood up and done a whole bunch of stuff that's, that's um, too far out there. Like he says he's pro-border. He did some, But he didn't really do anything until it was real close to election time out here. And then he made some visits down there and said, oh, this is what I did. But every commercial you hear from him is like, Hey, I was in the military. Hey, I was an astronaut. Hey, this is what I used to do. But it's not... And, and then he's talking about, oh, I'm going to be tough on crime and I'm going to be tough on the border and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But when it comes to push comes to shove, if he gets in, he'll be running for a six-year term. 
which means we'll have two Democrats in the Senate, which means we basically, and he will vote however the Democratic Party tells him to vote. He will never stand up and never do anything. And he is vehemently, for us in gun world, he is vehemently 100% anti-gun. So uh, again, it's important. I don't know if Blake Masters will win. I think Blake Masters, while he may not be super pro-gun, I think he at least you know makes the noises and squawks. It's the same with Carrie Lake. I think a lot of these people, a few years ago, in the past maybe you know eight to ten years, were were probably what you would call almost like blue dog Democrats, or they were very moderate Democrats. But the party, the Democratic Party, has gone so far to the left that it left a lot of these people out. And a lot of the issues that it used to be that the Republicans wouldn't touch, they're now kind of accepting, they're embracing. And so it's, and a lot of them they should have. But So a lot of these people that were saying, well, I was kind of a Democrat before, but now the things that they're wanting to do, I don't believe in that. And the Republicans have kind of picked up the, some of the fallen pieces a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. So we shall see. So anyway, getting back to the things, I what do I think? So for Attorney General, it looks like there is a very, very slight lead to the Democrat. Again, we have to take this with a grain of salt. So it's probably going to go, I would say the Attorney General is probably going to go Republican. Secretary of State may stay in Democrat hands. The governor, I think, will be Kerry Lake, which will be Republican. And unfortunately, I think what's going to happen here is that the Senate race is going to go to Mark Kelly. I don't, I don't think it's going to be enough. I think it may be very, very close. I think he will probably, Blake Masters will probably lose by around thirty or 40,000 votes. So... That brings us to another thing, and then I'll probably maybe do a little bit of an ATF minute here uh, in a second, and then we'll call the show to a close. So I know it's not very gun-centric, but the results of these elections will have effects on us going forward, especially in the Senate. Uh, the House, not as much because you're, you're getting possible turnovers every couple of years. But with the Senate, we've got cinema. For four more years, and we will have probably Kelly for a total of six. Once he is secure, he is not going to be a moderate. I can almost, I'd bet my bottom dollar on that. He is he is going to really start doing stuff, and he's going to start being appointed to committees because he's going to play ball. He's going to do whatever they tell him to do. Why? The question should be asked, well... It used to be that Arizona was a relatively red state. And at the worst, you'd say, well, maybe it's kind of pinkish, you know, so, so that there, there's always been some Democrats in, in the government out here. Typically, Phoenix used to be more conservative and then Tucson uh, was generally more of like a liberal kind of kind of city and more had a, like a liberal type of feel to it and, and most of the local government down there and politicians down there were generally democrats a lot of the the politicians up here in phoenix were generally republican or majority were republican 
what's happened, especially over the past probably, if we look in a bigger picture, probably 15 years, Phoenix was always, and Arizona was always, traditionally was more of what was called a transient state. People would kind of come in here, they would be here for three, four, five years, and then they would leave. They would maybe go back or they would move somewhere else. And part of that has to do with the weather, but it gets so hot and people are just like, oh, I'm not, I don't want to live where it's so hot. So they'll, they'll, especially if they were coming from California, maybe they'd come out here for some job opportunities and then they would go back because the state wasn't in such a shambles as it is now. But what we saw with COVID and what we saw with even the, uh, you know, the couple of years past that and, and with that is that a lot of people, and you could say maybe even from 15 or 20 years ago, the people that moved from California to Arizona, you had about probably a 50-50 mix of the political spectrum. And you actually probably had a little bit more of people who left the state maybe for political reasons, for tax reasons, things like that, generally tended to maybe lean more conservative and so when they get to a state that's more conservative and they're like oh i can be kind of conservative out here and i'm not going to be ostracized and all this other stuff but what's happened in the past few years is we've had a lot of people that have left california are still diehard democrats right all they know is they don't look at policy they don't look at how people vote they don't look at what the representatives are actually doing all they know is vote Democrat. And that's kind of how my mother-in-law is. All she knows to do, she she believes the majority of stuff that she sees on TV. And But all she knows to do is just, if it's a D behind the name, that's what I do. And what's happened is a lot of those people from California and a little bit from other states, uh, from some stuff from back east, but mostly from California. And there's been some from Oregon, some from Washington, those people have kind of come down in a little bit. And again, if we look at what those numbers are, we would say that there's probably about a hundred thousand of those people that have come into the state. Now, they're not all going to be in Maricopa County, uh, but a lot of them are because they're Phoenix and Tucson are where the main jobs are. But a lot of those people have come in. And so, what's happening now and what we're seeing is a lot of the elections where they would normally, if they were close, it would be still, oh, they were, they still lost by 50, 60,000 votes. And what we're seeing now is some of those numbers are coming in and they're, since those people are just going to vote Democrat no matter what, we're seeing those numbers in Arizona are starting to go even. So Arizona in essence, in the big cities, especially in Phoenix, and and again, we talked about Tucson, has always been more more of a, of a blue rather than a red, right? So we're starting to see some of that stuff is going either purple or in even in outlying counties, it's still mainly kind of like a pink or a red. But in the big the big counties, so Maricopa, uh, and I think what's well, Tucson Pima. I could have that wrong. Don't quote me on that. But uh, those are now starting to turn the state because the population centers are so much in Phoenix and Tucson. They're starting to turn the state more of going from pink to purple. 
And I think that's going to be the future of Arizona. The only way I see that maybe turning around is if something happens in California where they get their act together. And if California ever gets like you, you you would have to get somebody in there in the governor's office and in the state houses you'd have to get people in there that actually kind of want to turn the state around and get it operating correctly again but i don't know if that's ever going to happen you would have to stop taxing people so much and all this other stuff and again it's awful hard to get the government to stop once it gets its hands on money to do that Maybe it, maybe it will. And if, if that were the case, you would see, and if job opportunities came back to California to where you could go there and actually have a chance to buy a home and raise a family there, you know, a lot of people would bail out of Arizona. Now, again, there's always people kind of come and going, come and going, come and going. But again, we're seeing huge influx of of people that... Are, that are at least that are coming here that are coming and I think we're going to see some of the same stuff they're going to uh, in, in states like what we saw happen in Colorado we're going to see happen slowly happen in Utah I don't know if places like it, when we look at Wyoming when we look at Montana although it's slowly starting to happen there is because you're getting people that are that are fleeing California, that are fleeing Oregon, that are fleeing Washington, and they're going there because they think it's, there's some fantasy they have about that state. And, and a little bit, maybe part of it is to Idaho as well, but I don't know long-term, like five to 10 years from now, are a lot of those people that are up there, are they gonna leave? Or will their, will their politics change? Sometimes what can happen is if you're the one liberal that goes and you're in, in a room full of a hundred conservatives, then it doesn't really matter. Uh, and sometimes those people, especially if they say, well, if, if they had no real uh, principled reason on why they're Democrat, they're just like, oh, I just vote Democrat because that's what you're supposed to do. Once they get out there and they're like, oh, there's no, there's no, uh, cost to me there's no negative effect on me if i if i don't vote or if i don't talk about stuff and just say oh i'm a liberal 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 then maybe they say oh well you know what i can start to look at issues a little bit more and some of those people will will start to vote more conservative or start to and i even hesitate to use these terms and i'm unfortunate that i'm having to use these terms but the reality is is the way that our government is they've basically crushed any type of third party yeah, you can be an independent, but you're going to vote with the Democrats. And yeah, you can be a libertarian, maybe, but you're probably then going to have to be with the Republicans. So it's very difficult, almost impossible for a third party to get any type of traction. If there were going to be a maybe uh, what we'll call third party parties, so third and fourth parties, you would say, Maybe libertarians, but libertarians have their heads so far up their own butts and want to argue about everything and want to want to wave that self-righteous flag so much that I don't think they're really going to go anywhere. Independents might, but again, for that to happen, you'd have to break away from from the uh, from the Democrats. I don't know. So anyway, 
Let's talk a little bit about ATF, what's going on with that, and a little bit about some of the court cases that are going on. There was a little bit of an update to that uh, thing that we were talking about in Texas, and it looks like that they're allowing some other companies to come in on the what is a receiver, what is a a frame, you know, what is 80% okay, this, that, and the other thing. So I think that that probably is going to hammer itself out probably in our favor. I think that probably come December, which is going to be here quickly quick, once the ATF starts saying you have to turn in these uh, pistol braces and this, that, and the other thing, I think there's going to be litigation up the wazoo from that. There, I, I can almost guarantee you that there is cases that oh, that will be that that well. That's how do I want to say it? They're sort of in the chamber, waiting to be fired across the bow. So they've already got that stuff. And I I don't know if you look at certain things. I I, I think probably the whole designation of what's a short barrel rifle. Is that even a constitutional thing? Can they do that? I think that eventually that's going to go away. And then it won't, pistol braces and stuff won't matter. You'll be able to just have whatever you want. So anyway, that is it. Let me know how it's going in your states. Let me know what is the ups and downs. Uh, what is What do you think the political situation is going to be? So just as a real quick recap for the Senate, if we look at what we're just going to call the Democratic side. Right now, we would say they probably have 48. And right now, the Republicans are about 48. So we're at a, at a tie. And the reason the Dems, even though you say, oh, no, it looks like it's 46 if I go on a website, remember that you've got those both those independents, which are going to basically vote with the Democrats 99% of the time. So right now, we're kind of in a dead heat. The runoff in Alaska, even though they're they're saying, oh, the Republican, there's, I think there was three or four that are running for one seat. The idea is that it's going to go to a Republican person. So it's, it, it is a runoff between two Republicans, basically. So the seat is going to go Republican. So what we're looking at numbers-wise is we're actually looking at probably, at a minimum, they're 49, right? And the currently the Democrats are 48. If the two key states, it looks, and it looks like maybe Nevada is going to go Republican, so that's going to put the Republicans at 50. Depending on what happens in Arizona, if Arizona goes... Republican that that puts the the Republicans at 51. If they don't, which I don't think that they do, it's going to put the Democrats at 49. Which I think is what's going to happen. I think Kelly's going to take it out here. So I think we're going to look at the Democrats are going to be 49, Democrats and independent are going to be 49. Republicans are going to end up maybe being 50 and then I think what's going to happen is Georgia is going to be at play and Georgia is going to decide it so the question is can 
the Republicans take Georgia? And I don't know. That's going to be a, a really big question. Part of the thing is, is at one point, Mitch McConnell, they were funneling money into the Arizona race and then they pulled out. And had they dumped a bunch of money in and really gotten behind this Blake Masters guy, I think he probably, it wouldn't be such a squeaker. Again, I know I'm kind of rambling on here and, and doing this stuff over and over again, but it will be important. The only thing that maybe is going to be kind of a, a life jacket for us to grab onto is going to be the Supreme Court ruling with Bruin can help us out here in gun world. But in other stuff, it's going to be almost kind of a, I don't know, it's, it's, uh, it's not going to be looking good for us. All right, that's it. Let me know what's going on in your state if you want. If not, I will talk to you guys next time.